It's the weekend, which means we're back with the Camogie edition of the Curtain Razor. On tonight's show, we talk to Tipperary Sarah Friday about the Tipperary Senior Championship, her club Canulty Ross Moore's battle with defending champions Drummond Inch tonight, injury ruling out her year, and the Premier County's prospects in October. And we're also joined by all-star and former Limerick Camogie player Fira Sheehan, who won the rule over who can take the Treaty County's top prize, her belief that the Shannon Siders are on the verge of a breakthrough, and who will be available for both senior and junior squads. We'll have all this plus the weekend fixtures and the midweek results here on The Curtain Razor. So we'll start with the midweek results to hand in Camogie and in the Galway Senior Championship it finished Quatwell 17 points, Kalimer 10, Sarsfields 214, Mullia 6 points and St. Thomas's 112, Davids 9 points. And one result in the Carlow Senior Camogie Championship, Nave Breed 610, St. Mullins 1-1. I'm delighted to be joined now by Tipperary Camogie player Sarah Friday as we're going to look ahead to the Tipperary Senior Club Camogie Championship and also briefly talk about the Premier County season and our hopes for the All-Ireland. But first, Sarah, we were talking off air and I did say to you, I'm going to ask you the exact same question again. Um, an awful blow for yourself because we're here talking about Camogie where you'd prefer to be out Friday night playing it. Yeah, <laughs> but look, uh, that's just how it goes. Um, I did my second ACL in January against Cork in a challenge match. And I suppose, as everybody keeps saying, as it's turned out, it's not the worst year entirely to be injured because we did have an awful lot of uh, individual time there to get ourselves right and everybody was doing individual training. So while everyone was doing that, I was doing my own bit of rehab and time was taken away there. Um, that's the stage now where I can join back in to a certain extent and do a little bit of training and stuff with the girls but um, unfortunately like club championship um, uh, is going to come a bit too early for me um, and the fact that it is my second one uh, I might give it a bit of time and maybe just focus on 2021 but yeah so look it's not the worst year entirely to have an injury you've got plenty of time to nurse it and stuff like that and at the moment just doing everything I can within my power to give a hand with the club or whatever it is and use what bit of experience I might have and Keeping involved on the sideline, I suppose, as much as I can without uh, getting inside the white line. But of course, there would have been that hope as well when the, the lockdown came and a lot, there's a lot of players have been injured. Obviously, yours is a more serious one, as you mentioned it the second time. I think it was four years ago you had it as well. But was there always ever a hope that, do you know what, this might work out for you? I might just get back in time for the championship? Uh, yeah, I suppose you'd be playing with thoughts like that in your mind, but you kind of have to listen to the professionals around you, whether it be your uh, S&C or your physios and uh, and stuff like that, and listen to your body, I suppose, is the most important thing. Um, so I was playing around with the thought of it, but the fact that it was my second one, I, I think you just kind of have to look to the future and think, look, do, do as much as you can now, but... I'm going to listen to my body as much as I can, basically. I'm not going to I'm not going to take it too far if my body's telling me that I can't. So that's basically the stage that I'm at now, just going to listen to my body and see what it tells me. <laughs> well, Sarah, we'd be glad to talk to you anytime you're free this year, but we hope next year we're talking to you again in regards uh, what you're doing out in the field of play because everybody in Camogie, not just in Tipperary, certainly miss you out and involved. Before we, we talk we, before we talk the club championship, I'm just going to quickly talk about Tipperary as well because last time we were chatting, we were in the commentary box for Tip FM at the All-Ireland semi-final last year between Kilkenny and Tipperary. Didn't happen for Tipperary in the day, but showing signs again that they're closing that gap, if not quite there yet. For the league this year, and I was at the game against Galway, they were much the better team, deserved to win the match, and then to be denied a final. 
Yeah, um, so I suppose that was something that we would have looked at and we were very much looking forward to Tipperary Camogie to play our first league final in uh, what was it, 10 or 11 years. But look, that's just, there was a, a, there's a pandemic going on when you look at it in, um, in the grand scheme of things. It's something that's very minuscule. So the girls will look at it as seeing as a position and is we put ourselves in and we got there with the work uh, that we have done. And so it's, it's not a one-off kind of a thing. We wouldn't be looking at it from that point of view that it's something that we can build on uh, through the championship, please God, this year and uh, next year again. So we know where we can get to and we know um, our ability at this stage. And as you have said, the gap is definitely um, uh, it's shortening all the time between those top three teams or so. And it's not just ourselves who see ourselves um, as potentials. You see the likes of uh, Limerick, Waterford, um, Offaly, all these teams who have really looked to, uh, to, to, to that that gap is minimising. And I suppose maybe our getting to a league final has pushed people on to think if Tip can do it and we're not too far away from them, then, then we also can. And confidence is a big thing when it comes to stuff like that. So if you can, um, if you can get a bit of confidence there from different teams like ourselves making league finals, then it's going to make the championship an awful lot more competitive and enjoyable for uh, players and for spectators and followers of Komogi um, around Ireland. But yeah, we're working hard in Tipperary. Uh, to be fair to Bill Milani, he's after giving all the club players, uh, all the players, a, a break to go back to their clubs, and the clubs have complete uh, autonomy over us. And we're working really well and he just has the faith in that when we come back to as a team that we're going to have the work done uh, with our clubs. So yeah, I, I presume every county is nearly in the same position now and really looking forward to getting true club championship first and then with an eye to inter-county. It's great having Bill back. He's great for Tipperary Camogie. Yeah, super. Um, he's been with us there. Like We were struggling for a few years to have a bit of consistency in our management team. And then I suppose with Bill having to step away uh, last year through illness, it probably brought back a few uh, feelings and emotions that uh, players would have had from losing management and not having consecutive two or three years. So definitely get, having Bill on board and, and being comfortable with the management team has brought on the team and the panel um, an awful lot because we're familiar with him and uh, we've faith and confidence in um, his method behind what he's doing. And so far, uh, so good it seems to be working. Your thoughts in the championship draw? It's obviously going to be a tough one. Clare in Dublin won't give anything easily. Is it an opportunity for Tipperary or is it just simply, look, we have to get through this group first. We're probably carrying the tag of favourites. Let's get ourselves to a quarter-final and see where we stand there. Yeah, look, I suppose um, in our group that we're all going to, the top two, I think, are going through to your quarter-finals and everybody in that group is going to see that they have um, a chance at that. I don't think there's anybody that's, that's favourites in it it's just a completely open group and and the, the other teams are going to see that they have as much a chance as, as anyone so I think it's going to really lead to a competitive environment and a really uh, um, exciting championship I suppose to start off in our group anyway but definitely I don't think there's anyone tagged as favourites in that group uh, everyone will see themselves in with a really good chance uh, of making the quarterfinals It's a very very intriguing group anyway and certainly the two spots are going to be hard fought Let's go back to why we're here, club championship, and uh, there's definitely going to be a right battle going on in uh, Tipperary this year. And I'm going to, there's eight teams going to post in two groups, but Sarah, I'm going to go right in for the standout tie for myself. Your own club, Canulty Wasmore, going up against the defending champions, Drummond Inch. Yeah, so uh, as you said, eight teams in the senior championship in uh, Tipperary, and there's two groups. 
Uh, everyone's out in the first round on tomorrow evening on Friday, and there's there's a lot a lot of uh, great uh, games uh, up for grabs. So I suppose our own one there, yeah, we have Jerome and Inch, uh, 2019 champions uh, at home. So look, what, we've nothing to lose going out against the the count champions. We're going to throw everything um, at them, and what better one to start with, I suppose, <laughs> to to challenge yourself. Uh, Drum are going to be an excellent outfit again. Like there's serious confidence from last year from uh, Detron and the I think Duhara were going for Burgess Duhara were going for eight in a row. So they're going to take an awful lot from that. Um, as ourselves would have thought we had a fairly disappointing championship uh, going from getting to a county final in 2018 against Duhara. Uh, really felt ourselves on the day that we underperformed. So I I, I definitely think Nancy um will have will still have a sore spot. From last year and from 2018, uh, but uh, and uh, that's not underestimating the challenge that lies ahead in the 2019 champions of uh, Drummond Inch. It's a good point, though, Sarah, because as you mentioned, there things just didn't happen for you in the 2018 final. Uh, Drummond Inch have come; uh, they've beaten the Burgess Tahara. They're coming in now. I know you don't like the tag of favourites as such, but we've seen county champions in Cork and Kilkenny fall in the opening games last week as well. So this is a great opportunity for your club yeah it definitely is anytime you go out um, everyone has as much uh, opportunity as the other team and like we've been together like every other club in TIP um, uh, just chatting to different girls in different clubs like everybody seems to have the same buzz and that they have their inter-county players back with them there's really good atmosphere um, within the club there's massive numbers because people aren't away on holidays on, on J1s uh, or anything like that so there's a really good uh, buzz in camp and everybody will see that they have a really good uh, opportunity uh, coming on especially I suppose when you have the home and away games which is the case with the Tipperary Championship uh, our round games are either home or away so any home game that you have you really do need to try and um, get a win at home I suppose to have that bit of an advantage I know you mightn't have the necessarily the home crowd because um, of restrictions and different things like that but it's still an advantage and a lot of pride I suppose at stake when you're playing um, at home but we'll absolutely welcome the county champions um, to to um, to Tlonti on Friday night As I was saying there too and many people we've talked to as well the club training there's a buzz about it at the moment because everybody is there so nobody's away nobody's caught up with county but of course that's tempered in by the fact that a lot of people can't be in there to save you the occasion yeah, uh, that's it. And having the inter-county girls back is massive. Like uh, Drum and Inch and ourselves would have uh, a fair few girls that would be representative um, on the uh, inter-county teams, just like um, any of the rest of the clubs. And I presume, like having Caught the Van train and Claude Quirk train, and, and then for Drum and Inch, like having Ethan McGrath or Miriam Campions, all these girls, it, it, when you have the inter-county girls at training, it increases the standard, I suppose, of play. It brings on the rest of the girls. Um, and being there for that stint of time and not just a few weeks after the inter-county championship is finished is massive and it's bringing the club on in leaps and bounds whether it be the under 14 or 16 teams that are seeing these abundance of numbers training down on the field and driving them on to want to play on their senior club team Uh, it it is really super and there's a really nice buzz it's kind of has a nostalgic feel about it when you're um, out in the club grounds these days because it's the girls that you've grown up with uh, that you're all training like three nights a week or whatever it is um, it, it really is it's lovely now I must say and it's something that I think that we can't lose sight of for the next few years the importance of having everyone back um, in, the, in the club grounds for a substantial amount of time to prepare for club championship 
Yeah, it's even been not mentioned too that the current pandemic has probably just showed a potential window that can happen for the club. That's that game. The other game in the group as well being a important one too. Nina up against Anna Carty. Yeah, um, so Nina um, and Anna Carty, that'll be a tough one and that. Anna Carty have been at the business end for the last number of years, I suppose, in the, in the championship. There's serious, serious work going in there underage. Um, and they uh, and they look to see that as um, a game that they uh, that they could uh, could get a win under the belt and a carty. Uh, Nina, on the other hand, then are always a strong. They nearly remind you of a Dublin Dublin Camogie team. They're very strong and physical, and you can't. You just it's very very hard to come out of Nina uh, with a win. And Anna Carty will be well aware of that as well. But Anna Carty too, as that as I said, they have a lot of underage work um, being done, and they have a, a very good show on the intercounty team as well. Uh, with uh, Jean Kelly and um, Eilish MacDonald and loads of girls like that who have really showed face on an inter-county stage the last few years. Um, they've had their league final uh, win last year. So Anna Carty will get a lot of um, a lot of confidence from that as well. And pushing forward now in that group, they will fancy their chances um, of, of topping that group, Anna Carty will. And with two groups of four as well, and as you mentioned an awful lot, we've seen this in Tipperary in general, the work being done with underage over the last 10, 15 years. These first round games, every game is important, obviously, but these first round games are massive because it can really set the tempo for the rest of the campaign. Yeah, getting your win at home, like it is brilliant. Uh, the structure of the Tipperary uh, Senior Fogel Championship this year has actually dramatically changed in previous years where you might have played one match on a Sunday and the next Sunday your second game and you were knocked out. So uh, this year, the county board, to be fair to them, they really took on board messages that were delivered last year in that uh, club players didn't feel that they had enough opportunity to, um, I suppose, uh, get out of a group and, and, and progress forward, even if you had one bad game or different things like that. So uh, every group now, every team rather, the eight teams has at least four games which is massive. So, like, uh, you play your group games, as you said, and everybody has a quarterfinal to play. The seeding, obviously, is just different there as to where you're placed in the group. So that's a massive opportunity. Everybody has a quarterfinal to play for. So, um, you can, as you said, the first round games are massive because it puts, sets you up nicely as to where you're going to be positioned in the group. But I do think it's a massive um, kudos and well done to the Tipperary County Board, Tipperary Kogi County Board, taken on board the fact that uh, there's serious work going in in the clubs and uh, they're, they're going to get their opportunity now that if you did have one bad game if something didn't go your way if it was neck and neck um, that you do still get through to your quarterfinal and at the end of the day then once you get to quarterfinals uh, it, it's completely up to yourself how you perform on the day but a lot of work being done there and um, really looking forward to a very competitive uh, championship and lots of games <laughs> And as you said, they're the seeding for those quarterfinals going to be important as well. And momentum, the massive thing. And one side, well, we shall have a doubt they'll be looking to regain momentum is Burgess Tahara, as you said there. There are seven, eight in a row attempts going. And they won't have it all their own way uh, travelling to play Cashel Key Cormacs. No, they won't. Um, so Burgess Tahara are just a phenomenal side. And you have to sit back a lot of the time over the last seven or eight years and really just appreciate what they have achieved. Um, I think they were going for eight in a row with county championships last year until uh, Drummond Inch uh, just pinned them of that. But they're, they're a serious outfit and they've been All-Ireland semi-final, All-Ireland contenders for the last seven or eight years, not just uh, Tipperary County champions. Um, a lot of girls on that team like Cueva Mar, Emma McDonald, uh, Gemma Grace, they're all phenomenal players and have done their time with uh, Tipperary as well. So they're massive, massive respect for that um, team as well. 
But as you said, uh, their first round tie is away to Cashel um, in Cashel. And Cashel are a side that I really do think are uh, a dark horse in the competition that's coming up. They have a phenomenal um, outfit in, of course, Orlo Dwyer, AFL uh, player, uh, her sister Anya, you serious talent coming up along in Queef Purdue. Uh, she's a, a, an Irish hockey uh, international player and Kareem Blair. There's so much there that um, that they're working with. And I think because they are a young side, they're really benefiting from the fact that girls are at home. They're not away on J1s. They're not on holidays. Um, do you know, they're really benefiting from that. And they've, I believe, have a lot of work done. And they're definitely ones that to have a home game against Burgess Suhara would be massive for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a shock on the cards there because they're really a team that I do think um, that bit of youth um, uh, could, uh, and the work that's being put in behind the scenes as well, they're definitely a team that are, are, are looking um, to be at the business end of the championship. Penalty Cashel double could be the bet of the weekend here, Sarah. Special <laughs> home advantage against last year's finalists. The other game in Group 2, Toomey Vara against Silver Mines, both names very synonymous with Tipperary, Hurley and Kamogi, and again another intriguing battle. Yeah, so Toomey Vara will uh, really have gained a lot. They've come up from intermediate last year, so um, they, they maybe, maybe one might say that they'd find a tough coming up, but they were a standout team for the last few years in uh, Toomey Vara are in uh, the Intercounty um, Intermediate Championship. Um, so they'll have taken a lot from their win last year and have come together as a group um, and confidence is key there like winning is a habit so they're going to really uh, hope to continue on as to the winning habit that they did have for last year but a lot of uh, key players there that they'll be looking to uh, Mags Quigley has been since their win last year got drafted in with the Intercounty uh, team and was playing really well with UL all year as well getting an Ashburn uh, medal too so she's won that um Silvermines will be looking to uh, counteract there. Silvermines then, on the other hand, again, a really strong North team that have taken a lot. I think they have a second team as well up there, so they have massive a massive panel uh, and will be looking to see their very very close neighbours there in Tume and uh, Silvermines. So they're definitely be looking to get uh, better on one another there. Um, Silvermines then will have uh, the likes of Kira Ryan and um, Kira Ryan Breed Quinn, uh, old stalwarts that will definitely look to... Uh, they'll be looking to get to near uh, a good quarter final draw there um, in that so yeah definitely another a north battle there that would be interesting to see who comes out on top and just two questions Sarah before I let you go as you mentioned as well with those quarter finals after everything that's gone on I know people have kept themselves fit they've trained it's matches they're all about and I just want to go back to you complimenting the Tipperary board there they're guaranteeing every club four games which is very very important for the players as well as for the clubs yeah, it is. Um, like there's a lot of work that's been going in uh, the last few years with uh, club teams in uh, Tipperary. Um, serious work's going in, and from management, from players, from everyone. And I suppose it's just right that we do have the opportunity to uh, get get out a few times and um, and and play games. And games is the most important thing. So you can go off and play as many challenge matches as you like, but it's lovely to have four competitive championship matches. Um, and uh, timing is is of the essence as well in in obviously with everything that's happening too. So it's lovely that you do have your your, your fair chance. Like no one's going to come out with this championship and say that they were hard done by because you have four solid games. And um, I think that's key as well because it it leads to um, a buy in from spectators, from management, from players. If you know that you have a good chance of um, displaying yourself at your best. So yeah, super work um, being done in Tipperary and uh, long may it continue. 
Certainly, I agree. I sentiments agree with you there as well. Final question before I let you go, and you can politely decline to answer this if you want to, in case you're afraid you get in trouble. If I was to ask you who will be the Tipperary Senior Camogie Champions Champions of 2020, who would you say? Oh God, I'd say um, <laughs> I'm going to have to politely decline to answer that now. <laughs> but I, as you were saying there, there's so it's such an open uh, championship. So Drummond Inch win last year. Um, it's, uh, the uh, Tron and um, Duhara like that's after giving clubs massive confidence in that the, the gap is certainly decreasing like so I, I think anyone that we've mentioned there like Hashel are a serious dark horse and then after that everyone's going to fancy their chances like so take what you will from that anyway I'm not sure did I say anything there but I think it's just a massive really competitive championship and one from um, a neutral's point of view should be one to really look forward to I think you agree completely, especially after Drummond Inch's victory last year. A lot of eyes will be on Tipperary this year. Sarah, thanks a million for joining us again. We wish you the very best of luck with your own recuperation too. Hopefully it won't be too long before we see you in action again. And we're looking forward to seeing not just the Tipperary Club Championship this year, but also how Tipperary get on later in the year. Lovely. Thanks very much. <laughs> Now I'm delighted to be joined by former Limerick player and all-star Fira Sheehan. And we're going to look at the Limerick Championship. First, Fira, good afternoon. Hi, Darren. How's it going? Good now. And yourself? Good, fine. Looking forward to the weekend back in championship action again. And that's what it's all about. Like we've waited so long for competitive games as well. And here we are looking forward to the start of the Limerick Senior Camogie Championship. And um, what a season it was last year for Newcastle West's historic uh, victory. Yeah, um, to be fair, Newcastle had been coming for the last couple of years. Um, a hand won it two years ago. And last year it was Newcastle West. They have a great young team. So they'll be there and thereabouts knocking on the door again this year. Now, we're not going to see Newcastle West in action this weekend. Um, you were saying to me off air that it's a bit of a stretch in the dates in, in Limerick. So it could be a couple of weeks before we actually get, see them begin the defence of their title. Yeah, um, going back a few months ago, we just chopped your right arm off to have club championship games. But there's a huge gap, we'll say. We're out on Sunday and the 9th of August. The next round is until the 23rd of August. And then there's um, a big gap until the 20, 20th of September for the county semi-finals. And if you're lucky enough, then the county finals six six for the 4th of October. So, yeah, there's a big stretch there, which is a pity, really. Yeah, it's it's in one way you kind of say it's great that the clubs are getting that window if they're getting more games in us. But another thing, you look at the inter-county team and kind of go, they're going to be out in competitive action about two weeks after that county final. Yeah, it doesn't give much time, really, with regards to the county scene. I'm not sure why they have it spread out that far because it doesn't give the county, the county team much of a chance to get together beforehand. Um, but back in Limerick all the time, it's always in October the final is. But with regards to the pandemic this year, I thought it was condensed more. To be more um, everybody would look forward to it if there's a match every two weeks maybe. But mm. it's only Limerick is split into two groups, so three teams and two groups. And so I will say the top two teams qualify for the county semi-final. So there's many teams to be taken part. So I'm not sure why there's such a delay in the time frame. It is a long gap as well. And we're going to go back to those round one games as well now. It'll be a few weeks before we see Newcastle West. But of course, the team they beat in that final at hand are in their group. They're going to be, they'll go in as favourites against Krakora and what should be an intriguing contest on Sunday morning. Yeah, Krakora only just up from intermediate again this year. They're kind of up and down, but they've they've a great set up there. They have a great young team. But I'd say a hand will be just a bit too strong for them on Sunday. They're um, they're a good outfit hand, to be fair. 
In regards, um, Krikora there, as you mentioned, coming up, is the relegation in Limerick this year, Will can they take advantage of what some clubs and some counties are getting this year in regards to trying to get in a couple of seasons to establish themselves in the top flight? Yeah, um, I'm not 100, 100% sure, but I don't think there's relegation this year, so whoever is um, in senior this year will be there again next year. And in regards to Han as well, they're going to be motivated too. They'll want to lay down a marker as well. It's like, again, as we're saying to anybody we talk to, it's a pity that the supporters are restricted to um, who can see the matches because this has the makings of a game where both teams will want to lay down a marker in regards to their future aspirations. Yeah, and the other added bonus into that will say whoever comes out on top in the group will have home venue for a county semi-final. So I'm sure everybody will want to get off to a good start. And Ahan has a load of inter-county players. You know, they're very strong between the Mulcahy's, Rose Collins and all of them. They'll be a bit too strong for Kokora because they're only up from the intermediate ranks. But I'm no doubt they'll give it a good crack anyway. It's a tough group for Kokora when you take your last year's county finalists to go up against in the only two guaranteed championship games that they get to play. Yeah, it's tough looking at it that side. We'll say all along, we'll say going back the last few years, everybody was in the one group. We all played each other once and then we'll say the top teams and then the um, top four teams in the semi-final. Where this year, it's because of the pandemic, obviously, that they're split into two groups. And that's why it's just, um, there's only, basically you've only two games. You know, if you don't reach the semi-finals, you've only, you've only one game, realistically. Well, two games, both to hand in Newcastle, if Kokora had them games, we'll say. And that's the thing, and you mentioned there it's two groups of three, and we're we're going yeah. to go over to the other group as well now. And of course, your own Granada Ballingarry are in action on Sunday morning as well. County champions the previous two years before a hand uh, county final in twenty eighteen as well. You'll certainly want to be getting back in the title picture. Yeah, we have. We didn't contest the county final last year, and the year before that, a hand beat us. But previous before that, we won the last five in a row. But um, to be honest, we're in a bit of transitioning now at the minute, so. Um, where we've got a lot of young players coming up, so we're just trying to braid them along now at the moment. And it's, of course, that's the thing as well, is that when you have that transitional period and you've other teams stepping up to the plate as well, uh, it, it's very, very difficult, obviously, to maintain that historic run that you had. The Pearson gear, your opponents on Sunday morning, we we know we we know of the club's name based on their the men's exploits in recent years as well. What are you expecting from them in Camogie? Yeah, um, we played them again last year. They gave us a right good battle. The scoreline might have reflected, but um, it was a right tough battle throughout the hour. They have a good few inter-county players down through the years, like Laura Neal there is in goals, Katie Campbell, who had her own chair fair of injuries. She's back with them as well. They they have a nice outfit now, and they're young, and they'll be they'll be wanting a good crack off us at home. Everybody likes to have a crack at us. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll be setting the marker anyway as well. And the piercing, no different to Krikor, will be wanting to move up the ladder as well. The, our team does not a plane, or Khalidi. Um, what do you reckon of their chances for 2020? Yeah, um, Khalidi are always the dark horses. Um, they'll, they're very good. They have a great underage um, setup. And we'll say last year, we didn't meet them last year, but for the previous six years, we've always met them in the semi finals. Um, they're, they're a very tough young team. And they're actually very exciting to watch now at the minute because they have a nice few young players um, on board. So they'll take beating this year, to be honest. I'd say they could be the dark horses for the championship. And you're look, always looking at a team like that because we've mentioned yourselves, Granada and Bellingaria, Han and Newcastle West have, have been leading the lights in recent years as well. But it's like Newcastle West last year, I suppose. It's keeping an eye out for a Khalidi or an Apiersig or even Krikor as well that could slip through. Yeah, I will say, to go back to Khalidi, like, to be fair, like, We've met them in, I don't know, the five or six county semi finals, and there's never, there's always been a pint, two pints between us. 
but we were always on the right side of that score. So like they have been there, but they just never got over the line the last few years. But they have won it numerous times before that, but they're always very tough to beat, Galidi. They're a good, they're a good side. Fear, I'm going to put the gun to your head for a moment now um, and decline if you wish. But if I was to ask you who on the 4th of October is going to be lifting the Limerick Senior Komoki Championship Trophy, who would you say? Jeez, darn, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose you couldn't look past Newcastle West at the minute. Um, they're, they're a fine young side. They're very young. And um, they'll gain from last year's experience and knowing what it's, what it's like to win, they'll definitely want to retain that crown. There isn't much between them all. We'll say a hand, Khalidi, there, there won't be poker a ball between either of those four top teams, to be fair. But I fancy Newcastle West. And of course, another thing as well with Newcastle West, they have to a winning start. The momentum will, could carry them all the way. But in the current pandemic climate, which they have the bye in the opening round, but as long as those scouting is as easy as it used to be as well, could they go into that second game in, with a disadvantage? Um, not really. Um, say a lot of the teams now they're playing a lot of challenge games, so I'd say they'll be well set up. They they know they know what it takes to win, so they'll definitely be there. Um, come county final weekend, I think. Certainly, probably the county semi final weekend promises to be a great occasion as well. We are looking forward to it. Uh, we just talk about the Limerick Senior Camogie team and the Junior Camogie team before we go, because last year. Um, both teams making progress Limerick in the All-Ireland quarterfinals at senior level and the juniors weren't that far away from Kerry in Crow Park Yeah no I was at that in Crow Park the Limerick juniors that was a great match they were very very unlucky that day they, maybe with a bit more experience they could have won it but um, they were very disappointed on the day but I've no doubt that they should be back there this year even though I don't think the junior All-Ireland is on in Crow Park now so that incentive is kind of gone but um I uh, I think they'll be back definitely because they they're after picking up a good few other players I think so they should be there in Cumal Ireland junior final day. It is a blow for the junior and intermediate Kabogi teams in the country that we can't have our triple header that we've grown so used and enjoy every year as well whether we're involved or not. But uh, like how much of a blow is that for the players and um. Does it take away too much from their their ambitions to want to win an All Ireland title, regardless? Um, obviously, people might say ah, it's all about the win and draw the medal, but I think deep down, any player that's out there would just love to play in Crow Park. It's your goal, like to play in Crow Park. Not not everybody will get the opportunity to. So for that to be taken away this year, it's a bit disappointing. But um, at the end of the day, you obviously want to win Winter County. It doesn't matter where it's been played, but Crow Park would be a nice incentive. But it's just a pity that. Maybe the Camogie Association didn't fight more for him to be on. Yeah, so it's just it is just a bit busy at the moment that we're only getting the one final there, and and hopefully uh, it, it we'll be back to normality next year. Regarding the seniors, um, at the, when the draw came out, everybody was talking about Galway against Cork. Everybody was talking about the Tipperary, uh, Clare, Dublin group. But as the weeks have gone on, there's more discussion about that group too. Kilkenny might be the favourites in it. But some people find them vulnerable and they're finding it very hard to pick between Limerick Waterford and Westmead who's going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, when I saw the teams coming out in the groups, I was, I was like, I was, I was happy to see the, that Limerick are in with Kilkenny Waterford and Westmead. I think it's a great opportunity um, for Limerick to qualify to come out of the group with probably, obviously, Kilkenny. I think two come out, don't they? So um, Two come out, yeah. One into the semi yeah, the quarterfinal. So, yeah, so I think it's a great incentive there. Westmead are only up from intermediate. There'll be no pushovers either, but if Limerick have everyone back, 
I think they'll have a great opportunity to come out with Kilkenny in that group. Because Limerick, while well, a lot of teams have been knocking on the door in recent years, Limerick are bringing out the playing personnel. We talked about the juniors there, they'll push through in a couple of years. And of course, in 2014 as well, there was three titles won that year as well. Uh, are Limerick far away from a breakthrough if they can make it? Do you feel? Um, I think in regards this year, I think a few have opted out for the coming for the coming year to their own personal reasons. And then Rebecca Delee, she's out injured with her um, cruise ship, so she'd be a major last time. But there is a good few young and up-and-coming minors that are there that will hopefully come on board and be able to push on with the more experienced players. So you would hope that they will give it a right rattle this year. We know that at the start of the year, Neve Mulcahy was taking the year out. We don't know if those plans have changed based on the current climate as well, but that'd be somebody that'd be great to see in a Limerick jersey if she's available. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, Neve was taking a year out, but maybe due to the pandemic, um, her plans might have changed. And I think Sarah Carey mightn't be in the fold either, but if them two were to come back, Limerick would, push, would really push on to come out of that group. You nearly need every every player within Limerick um, to push on in that in that team, we'll say. You can't afford to lose anyone. You know, we're just a small little county and you would only pick players from different pockets of the county, but you would hope that if the more experienced players, if they were there, that they'd have a great opportunity to come out of that group. And before I let you go, Fear as well, uh, your own prediction on that group, I won't ask you about the All-Ireland in general. You feel that they have a chance against Kilkenny, but would you, would you be very confident they'll come out with the group regardless? I would, yeah. I'd give them a great opportunity to come out against... I know Waterford are... Um, they've done Shannon with them this year and stuff, and they'd be all um, bullying to come out of that group. But I'd say there won't be a toss um, of a score between between the other two teams, Waterford and Westmead. It'd be a very intriguing group, really. I think I'd be looking forward to that group more than like you'd you'd kind of think Cork and Galway come out of the other group and Clare and Dublin, not dissing any of the other counties. But regards group two, I think it's I think it's set for a right intriguing battle between the other two Marford, Westmeath and Limerick to come out. Not to say that Limerick won't rattle Kilkenny, wherever that game will be on. They'll be because they always give Kilkenny a good old game. So who knows how it'll happen. Yeah, as, you, as we said there already, like uh, when people at the draw sink in, it was that group in particular that uh, there's nobody putting out big loads of money to predict the two qualifiers from that group. And we're certainly looking forward to it later in the year. Uh, Vera Sheehan, thanks a million for joining us here to preview the Limerick Championship and look ahead to Limerick's campaign. We hope we talk again later in the year. And the best luck to your own club as well as uh, the Limerick Club Championship and also uh, to the county later on. Sound. Thanks, Mildern. So before we go, let's look at the weekend fixtures, starting with tonight, Friday, in the Tipperary Senior Camogie Championship. All games throwing in at 7.15, first-name team at home. It's Cashel against Burgess Tahara. Clonalty Rossmore take on Drummond Inch, the defending champions. Nina go up against Anna Carty, and Tumivara meet Silver Mines. Moving to tomorrow, Saturday, the Clare Senior Camogie Championship. True at Clonlara meet Six Mile Bridge in Cratlow at 5 o'clock. Taking place at half five in Shannon Camogie, it's Kilkishan Badike against Newmarket and Fergus. A godly awaited contest at 5.30 in Clooney as defending champions Scaravagunlo take on their predecessors Ina Kilnamona. And the other game at 6.45 in Father McNamara Park is St. Joseph's Door Bearfield against Kilmele. There's two games in the Waterford Senior Camogie Championship thrown in at half six. This more are at home to defending champions Galtier and Anne's take on Capo Quinn in Bonmahan. Moving to the Offaly Senior Camogie Championship, three games down for seven o'clock. Burr welcomes St. Killian's to St. Brendan's Park in Burr. Kilcormick Kilai will meet Lusma Drum Cullen in Rat GA. And St. Rhinus are the host for their meeting with Shinrone. 
In the Roscommon Senior Camogie Championship at 7 o'clock at League Meet Porrick Pierces and four roads take on St Dominic's. Moving to Sunday in the Dublin Senior Camogie Championship, Lucan Sarsfields take on Kilmacud Croaks in Lucan Sarsfields at 10 o'clock. And in those two games at half past one, Ballyboden St. Enders are at home against Falls Celtic, while Nave Jude meet Nafina in Falls Celtic Ground, Timon Park. There's one game in the Galway Senior Camogie Championship thrown in at 11 o'clock in Capitagal. The hosts welcome Karen Moore. It's also 11 o'clock start for all four games in the Kilkenny Senior Camogie Championship. Young Ireland travel to Clara. Wine Gap make the trip to Pilltown, St. Lockton's List Downey will host Tullerone in Freshford, and St. Martin's take on St. Bridget's in Coon. The Limerick Senior Camogie Championship also gets underway. Grana Ballingarry up against Napiersick is 11.30, while Ahan make the trip to Krikora at the same time. And there's three games Sunday evening in the Kildare Senior Camogie Championship, all games at 6 o'clock. Selbridge against Manute, Clane host Nace, and Johnstown Bridge take on St. Lawrence's. Moving to Tuesday in the Cork Senior Camogie Championship, Sean Doon against Imo Killy, that's a 7 o'clock in Castle Road, that's a round one tie, while in the Galway Senior Camogie Championship, Mullier travel to Ardran at 7 o'clock, while at quarter past 7, Ornmore Mary hosts Davids. There's also two games in the Wicklow Senior Camogie Championship, Donard Glynn against Nakanana, that's at half 7, also at half 7, Keneally hosts Bray Emmets. And finally on Wednesday, the 12th of August, one game in the Galway Senior Camogie Championship, Aircourt take on Clymer, that's in Clonfort at 7 o'clock. And that's it for another edition of the Curtain Razor. Make sure to keep an eye on sportsstars.ie for any fixture changes over the next few days. Our team song is On The Verge from Joseph McDade, and you can hear more from him on josephmcdade.com music. Look out for this week's Fair Green episode and we'll be back on Monday with our Week in Review on the third half. I'd like to thank our guests again, Sarah Friday and Fira Sheehan. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly and this was The Curtain Raiser.